Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gamma Roundtable, episode 10. We're almost at the finish line now. As always, you're joined by me, Mulder, always known as Faye, and... Down here once again. Crash here, per usual. And today we're joined by an offer of Kaiju Fiction, which I think is very cool. Kelly, hello. Hi. Um, hi, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a, a book or two about uh, the big monsters, but yeah, <laughs> otherwise I'm just a, a fan, you know. Well, I think you have more credentials than some fans by that virtue. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, very happy glad, to be here, though. I'm really glad to have you, Kelly, because me and Kelly were on another podcast together, and that was a blast, so. Yeah, we uh, talked, um, like, the top ten Godzilla films of ours or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Minus, minus G54. That was very yeah. fun. Yeah. So, Kelly, mm. how did you get into Gamera? Uh, <clears throat> I think you know, I was just a big monster geek, um, uh, especially... I mean, okay, not going to start a whole thing, but, you know, the Godzilla 98 film, whatever it is, it did kind of make a lot of the other films available on VHS and easier to track down. And so, you know, saw the uh, Guardian of the Universe on VHS and rented that a hell of a lot. And um, eventually got around to the sequels. Actually, I think it took many more years. But um, that was kind of my introduction, uh, not the old uh, 60s films. It was oh. the 90s stuff. That's interesting because, as I as I said before, I actually saw the '60s ones initially, and then I got Garnier Universe on VHS. But yeah, it, it did take a while for for Legion and Iris to come out afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, that's how I remember it anyway. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't have they didn't have VHS releases. I know that much. It was just Garnier Universe. Oh, oh, they they just went. They were they debuted on DVD then. Yeah, because I remember. Oh my goodness, this will be a little bit of a tangent. Hang hang with me. When I after I watched Guardian of the Universe, I want to watch Legion and Iris right away. But by the time I got into them in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, ADV no longer printed them, so they were out of print. And mm-hmm. the only ones that were left were one hundred where was that one hundred something dollar box set. Oh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. of the from, of the sorry, yeah. From the ADV? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've sold one of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've kind of. It's funny because they used to be such hot collectors' items. I remember on Amazon they used to sell for hundreds of dollars, and now they're just defunct because of Arrow. And even before yeah. that, um, uh, Mill Creek killed them too in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Oh well, that's a little nostalgic um uh, <laughs> trip from from me and Kelly. <laughs> Ton. Ton Ton did not have that issue because Ton didn't you just buy it at like Walmart or something? At the mall, it was in like a what's a store. Yeah, you got the mill, you got the Mill Creek ones, and Crash is just like, what is a camera? Until like (laughs) a few months ago. So, anyways, (laughs) that was my big long tangent. Today we're discussing Gamma Two: Advent of Legion. I am never calling an Attack of Legion. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what Katakawa calls it. I'm never calling it Attack of Legion. It is the most <laughs> boring name ever. <laughs> I compromise and just leave it at Gamera 2. But... Okay, that's fair. <laughs> See, for me, okay, real quick, I'll defend why I like Advent more. Advent sounds biblical. Legion's mm-hmm. whole thing is a biblical inspiration. So you put them together, 
advent of Legion, it's very fitting. It's also funny because it, it reminds me of Advent Children from Final Fantasy VII. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't like Advent Children, though, so that means I don't like the word Advent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it serves as a perfect compromise. One really shitty movie and one really great movie. <laughs> the word name Advent in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, and they were... And Advent Children was my first school of Final Fantasy VII on Godzilla DVDs. It's perfect. Oh, it all comes full circle. Oh exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I'm I am out to lunch tonight. Oh goodness. <laughs> Advent Advent Children jokes. <laughs> on the Gamera podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh goodness, Crash, don't tempt me. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, let me rewrite re redirect this. I'm calling Advent of Legion. You can argue with me in the comments. Anyways, I'm a, so as usual, Crash, I'm going to call you out. What would you give Advent of Legion out of 10? What did I give Gamera 1 out of 10? You gave it like an 8.5, I think. Yeah. I probably think they're on the same 8.5. Oh, cool. It's really solid. It's it's a nice change of pace, as I said multiple times from sure. It's <laughs> get consistently quality. That's going to be said a lot, I can tell. Um, uh, Kelly, what would you give it out of 10? Uh, somewhere between a seven and an eight. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, an, an eight when I'm feeling generous. Ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight point five for me. See, it's funny with you. I'm going to call you out here for a second, Ton. Because mm-hmm. you used to be like a little bit mad on this one. You didn't dislike it, but you thought it was below the other two by a lot. I remember. <laughs> so, yeah, back when I first watched this one, I kind of been strip binging a lot of um kaiju movies in preparation for whatever was coming out at the time i think it was king of monsters no this was way before that this was um oh it was on chief it was actually for shin that's what it was oh yeah yeah yeah. shin shin yeah so i had seen a lot like the heisei godzillas so this one kind of felt a little too samey at the time at the time i watched it mm-hmm. so i got kind of bored and wasn't super into it but i enjoyed it a lot more this time interesting um for me it's an 8.5 i really like it it's my least favorite of the trilogy but i've honestly with this trilogy that's like saying what's your least favorite um spielberg actually no never mind spielberg has some really bad movies um uh, <laughs> what's your least favorite nolan batman like movie that's how it feels to me anyways because i hold those in high regard too so yeah this one was directed once again by shusuke kaneko my man came back and uh i think he did a really good job with this one um uh do you do, do you have any thoughts on um uh, kaneko's direction um once again like i said <laughs> yeah maybe you had a point I feel like I'm going to repeat the same stuff I said for the first one. Uh, <laughs> he's really good at getting a sense of scale, his direction. It's very engaging. It's captivating. Yeah. Because whenever, you know, one thing about Showa, there was a lot of like dead shots. Like, yeah. The very static, very boring mm-hmm. stuff. And here he keeps it very dynamic. Always super interesting to see. You know, yeah. Like bored at what you're looking at. And, you know, with the scale, of course, the gamma, it's excellent. And Legion. So, yeah. That one seemed very consistent following off the first one. Great, great direction. Um, I like how this one. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, uh, go 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 ahead. I like how this one sort of has. Um, for a long time, it has the feel of a disaster movie first and a kaiju movie second to me. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, in a way that sort of starts off new familiar vibes of I've seen disaster movies like this sort before. But, um, but no, I, I like it. It's also Kaneko's, uh, Gamera movies are some of the most anime sort of, uh, vibey, yeah. uh, uh, kaiju films that you're going to see. And I just, uh, you know, I really, I love this trilogy. And this is my least favorite of the three. But like you say, uh, that's still, it's still, uh, right up there with anything else. Yeah, because funny enough, they bring up the anime because Kazunori Ito was who screen wrote all three of these, and he is more well known for like um, like Ghost in the Shell, and oh really? Yeah, and Dot Hack, which are both pretty big anime franchises, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting you bring that up because I do get that vibe from it actually. Mm-hmm. I'm a ton. So I think just rewatching these films. One of Kaneko's strengths really is just uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that sounds ironic from my earlier comment, but having seen way more kaiju films now over the course of this podcast, this movie really stands out in its feel. It has a very kind of different approach to usual tropes. Like, certainly, uh, alien kaiju aren't new. Yeah. Well, kaiju aren't new, but the way this film delivers its narrative and how mm-hmm. and its setup just feels very distinct. Almost feels more like watching, say, like Aliens or Starship yeah. Troopers. Something which I do want to bring specifically with Kaneko's direction. This one, while it was kind of there last time, I feel like this one is when Kaneko really leans into the fact that his roots are in J horror, actually, because that's where where Kaneko got its start. Well, that and porno films, but I will get into that. <laughs> yeah, you can see that, especially uh, I mean, the horror stuff in the uh, yeah. subway sequence where uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, oh, I can't pronounce his first name, Taguchi, the uh, subway uh, driver, just gets splattered on the window. Um, yeah, yeah. Crash, you were really shook by that, I think, because you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's very surprising. I mean. I'm trying to think. With Godzilla, there's not a lot of gore. You never really got No, I feel like, ironically, Hidora is one of, one of the more scary Godzilla movies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so here, it was, especially, like, for the Heisei era, to get one that's not just, like, dark in tone, but also has, like, you know, blood, a lot of pretty scary stuff. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. It's very horrible in a lot of spots like this. I told you, you gave me a lot of Destroyer vibes. Yeah, that too. That yeah, I find too. really funny. I'm not sure if that was intentional or what, but it, but like here's my other thing too. I have to wonder: is it Destroya or is it more that they both took from Aliens? That's like maybe I what think I, when what you I, have a, a bunch of like small quotation mark creatures, like, yeah, running around, that's just kind of how you do it, and that's a great way to create fear with claustrophobia. Yeah, creatures you can't really do much about. So I think it's just the nature of like using yeah. Them creatures like that but it's still really well done i guess i had the comparison because they're both kaiju movies you know mm-hmm. etc and they come together to make one big call not legion's case but still <laughs> the, the horror stuff was really good though and i liked it because i really stood out because the first one didn't really have horror elements like this to, to this degree i feel yeah like it did have a little bit like with the gauss there's yeah. a little yeah. bit of that but it's definitely not to this level yeah this one you know we're seeing people get like brutalized by the creature yeah very scary and makes them very terrifying you know you don't really stand a chance against them and i really like that a lot it really set the stakes a lot and i was it was mm-hmm. like i was pretty captured i was like oh god like, 
or or even like the introduction to the legion in the in the beer factory yeah they're they're very much shot like horror movie creatures yeah Mm -hmm. for sure so there's another big influence on kaneko on this i'll bring that up in a second ama kelly or ton do you have any thoughts on the horror stuff if anyone wants to go other than i like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd probably just agree with you guys definitely um it's interesting seeing a lot more of a horror um vibe on this these kind of scenes instead of just kind of implication that they're yeah. eating people yeah um oh the real quick one funny thing though you mm-hmm. also you also didn't like our universe and thought that was too dark i can only imagine how he felt on this one <laughs> yeah like if you thought guys of the universe wasn't for kids this one definitely well yeah uh, depends on the kid I have a little sister who really likes dark stuff, so she probably loves this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the more sensitive type of little kid wouldn't like this at all. Well, I know as a kid, I turned off Guardian of the Universe after the Gauss scene. I'm glad I didn't see this as a kid. This would traumatize me for life. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... With there's one other info time I bring up on Kaneko in, in this movie because really it's really interesting. Ultra Q is a huge influence on this one, mm-hmm. specifically the flower episode, which I actually I've seen that. Flower oh episode. yeah, that is a direct inspiration for this. Um, uh, to explain for Crash and Ton who are not as big of kaiju nerds as me and Kelly, <laughs> um, Ultra Q was the predecessor to Ultra Man. But it was more like a Japanese Twilight Zone. Hmm. And there was this one episode about an alien flower that was growing in Tokyo, I believe. And you see it, and it's like a big giant flower sprouting out from the roof of the building. And the characters have to like get out of the building and figure out how to destroy the plant before it reproduces. That is very similar in both looks and um uh like plot to this movie's flower stuff. Yeah, I hadn't and, thought of that before. And I think Kaneko even like admitted that that was the inspiration. And even like um uh, with the Legion and how they're done, it reminds me a lot of how Ultra Q did aliens. Okay, I found I found a good picture of what I mean by Ultra Q being the inspiration. This is the flower from Ultra Q. Look familiar? Oh, yeah, it was very simple. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like directly inspiring Legion's flower. Interesting. Did he have any stuff to do with that? With um, uh, what Ultra Q? No, he was a kid when he saw that. Uh, okay, so yeah, he's probably like very much like inspired, wanted to do something. Yeah, that that's what I think. I'm pretty sure he said in an interview he was like that that episode in particular stuck with him as a kid, so he wanted to like bring that back because if you look at this like like this other shy just sound real quick. It's it's very deliberate, like homaging this episode, and I think that's neat. For sure. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was cool. All right, so I'm gonna put forward a little bit multiple choice as per usual. Um, do we want to discuss monsters or humans first? Mm. Follow your lead. Humans first. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about the humans. Um, I. I actually I want to say something about them generally first. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're as strong as the characters in Garnier. Would you all agree? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. 
like they're not bad. I want to put it out there. They're very likable. I just don't think any of them develop that much as characters compared yeah. to Garden Universe. Mm-hmm. Although I, yeah. I think that's definitely like parts because like Asagi is kind of like the continuing character. I yeah, guess she already had that whole kind of arc in the first one. Yeah, not much for it to do here. So yeah, here so. I'm a ton. You're gonna say I'm sorry. Oh no problem. Yeah, um, I think the broader scope of this movie kind of takes a little screen time away from the cast, which I don't mind so, so much since mm-hmm. it does do it well. But with that broader perspective, you get a lot less time with the characters, and there's a lot more characters, so it's not as memorable. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Asagi and the main characters. Yeah. Um, Kelly, did, did you have anything you wanted to say on that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that the military uh, guys are kind of interchangeable for much of the movie. Yeah. I feel like they could have almost been one character. Um, I also, uh, I mean, I do like, uh, you know, we got Asagi back, and, you know, she's great, but she also doesn't have a whole lot to do. Uh, yeah. Got the, uh, the, the, the disgraced cop back in a cameo at the brewery. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I like the I like the suggestion that just because he he was one of the first to discover uh, Gauss that uh, the the police don't trust him that he saw another monster. I think that's just yeah. kind of a, a fun idea. Um, I kind of pick up on an interesting sort of um, I don't know uh, gay vibes between uh, for the first lieutenant Hatanani and the Obitsu. Uh, Midori's the glasses uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, the glasses guy. I don't know. There's something there. There's something there. <laughs> listen, listen. He, he he asked him out for beer afterwards, and then when he finds out Obitsu like saves the day, he bites his lip. Listen, there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of got that vibe too. They kind of contrast them also with um oh shoot, what's your name? The scientist lady. Oh, I am so bad with names. In this movie, uh Midori? Yes, yes, her. Her and like her other love interest, who's like from the SDF, I feel like. Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. What I think is funny. I do also like the, uh, the, the the there wasn't a whole lot of again. It's sort of the disaster movie sort of yeah. uh, thing where the the like like uh someone was saying about how it's so spread out and the characters don't get a lot of time. They're kind of progressing the plot and. Uh, so so when you get little character moments, like whether it be about, you know, hey, let's get a beer afterwards or or uh, Midori's dad, like really that is concerned so funny. about the boys in her room, you know, the, those sort of moments stand out and they're they yeah. are good. And uh, I also like the continuing uh, myth building that the characters uh, do. And uh, because, you know, these movies kind of have a lot of dense sort of fantasy sci fi elements that the characters yeah. basically kind of got to spell out for us yeah. uh and uh you know it's one of those things where it's like this is this is goofy but i'm i love it you know <laughs> yeah um what what song is specifically because I, I actually oh it pained me to say this because i love these movies but i have to say as long as she has some shining moments and feel free to disagree with me if anyone thinks i'm wrong i feel like she gets almost like mickeyed in this movie like how Mickey was like just kind of there for some of the hasty Godzilla oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! I, I think thinking Mickey Mouse was my first thought, and I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, me too. I heard Mickey. Uh, I was, I was gonna say, um, I forget. In this movie, does she? She has the pendant thing, but does she use it to control Gamera in this movie? No, um, 
Asagi's break at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Asagi's biggest role is more. I feel like she kind of, yeah, she serves as like the gamma translator in this and nothing else. And it kind of reminded me of our joke about Mickey in in verse Matra, where we said that she was just a GPS in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I was just say because like she was holding on to it, and it wasn't until it broke that I assumed that their, that connection was gone or whatever. So I'm not going to comment on that because the next movie is all I'll say. Next, all I right. can't talk too much about that until the next movie. All, I'm trying to say is just like I. I <laughs> So did, did she have any control that she did in the first one and this one? Um, uh, she could still sense Gamera's emotions and feelings. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it doesn't seem to be tied to him in the same way that where, for example, Gamera yeah. and the other one was when he got cut, uh, when it got cut, she would start yeah. bleeding and Gamera got cut deep yeah. in this one and she didn't have <laughs> she any of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, she doesn't have a lot to do, but yeah. it was a nice link that I appreciate mm-hmm. between the two. Same. Uh, Ton, do you have any thoughts on Asagi in this? Yeah, uh, I'll agree uh, with you. Uh, she kind of has a reduced role in this, and I guess that comes from just what we talked about, the general perspective. But yeah. I also noticed they kind of changed up the thing with her getting like, the empathy pain and stuff. I guess because, well, like Kelly said, Gamera gets really beat up. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that would have been pretty bad for Kelly if she was getting, like, you know, charred. Wait, Kelly? Ton. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the is... funniest misspeak you've had on this show. This that would have been cool. It's interactive TV right there. <laughs> Kelly, the Gamma Priestess. <laughs> All right, add that to your, to your Twitter bio now. <laughs> Gamma remake spoilers. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad for Asagi if she was getting, like, charred and... Eaten alive and all. That See, stuff. I do have a theory on that, but I can't talk about it yet because that's Iris spoilers. Um, so. One other thought on Asagi before I move on: mm-hmm. uh, the fact that basically she's kind of discovered by our characters in a kind of goofy-looking internet article about the girl who talks to Gamera <laughs> is sort of like, okay, so she's kind of on these sort of angel fire sites of early internet of people talking about the girl who talked to Gamera and it's not like some national thing. I think that that's sort of just kind of funny and interesting. The idea that, you know, one one of the people that kind of saved Tokyo last time, you know, is, is sort of someone that a lot of people don't really believe in still, you know? Yeah. Because they even show that later on when they're talking to the, was it, was it the military guy or the government guy? One of them is like, oh, that story, I don't believe it. It's all BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting that even in that angle, in this world with giant monsters and aliens, they're like, a psychic girl? No, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do I actually think that's thematically relevant for something in the next movie? Oh boy. Legion's a little bit difficult in that regard. I think Legion is very tied in- into this next one, which is difficult when Crash can't be spoiled. <laughs> You've never seen the entire trilogy, Crash? No, this is uh, my first time watching all Oh, these oh cool. All right. Yeah, Crash is our newbie to, to everything Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'll, I'll say that for next time. I'm sorry, Kelly. I'm I'm, I'm saying so many. <laughs> no, next no, it's time okay. I'll talk about this. It's okay. I, I it's good to know though, so I won't spoil either. Yeah, but, yeah. 
Um, yeah, the other big character in this one, at least female character wise, is um uh, Midori. Uh I like her. Like I like her setup, but something kind of weird which came to me is she gets kind of ran out of the movie to a degree, I feel like. Like they send her in Asagi to um uh, the ruins of Sendai. And while I get the point plot-wise, it kind of cuts off Midori doing anything else. Yeah, she's really not involved in the finale much at all, is she? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. She's Obisu just standing... and the military guys are, but... Yeah. Like I said, she's a very fun character. In terms of, I like her personality, but she doesn't do much in this. I, I, did, I do have to say, though, her relationship with her mom and dad is very funny. Mm. Like, like you said, Kelly. Yeah. I think that's like the highlight of the movie. Oh, we want to know what is a funny bit though. Is when she reveals she has a secret booze compartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's likable, but there's not a whole lot to her after a bit. Yeah. You wanna and I don't want to be like, oh, if I wrote the movie, I'd do it like this, like that kind of person. But I do think I wonder if it would have been helped. Oh shoot, what was her name for the last movie? Or- ornithologist. Oh, um, Mayumi. Yes. I wonder if it would have fit more if Mayumi came back. I know she was, this is not her field of expertise at all, but I kind of wonder if it would have worked better in some regard. Mm. Maybe. But anyways, um, uh, I, I, I talked with what I had to say about Bad Midori. Anyone else have any thoughts on her? Not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> Crash, There's not a lot to say about the character. <laughs> Crash just like, no. <laughs> Ton, you got anything similar or no? Um, just that I think between her and Mayumi, Mayumi was a lot more interesting. Yeah. Uh, she does, she does a fine character and um, not badly acted, but I do wish she didn't like kind of disappear so much from the movie. Yeah. Um, the other, well, I, I'll combine these two into one because they're kind of interchangeable, like Kelly said. The two military guys who I had a lot of trouble telling apart at times. I was forgetting who was who at, at some points beyond just them being old and young. The military guys are like a fool, but I think they're probably the biggest exposition dumpers in the movie. I feel like if that makes I love sense. when the guy starts quoting the Bible during an yes. action scene. That was that was real. <laughs> See, it's definitely cheesy, but that's the kind of cheesy shit I love. Because yeah, they take I mean, it so seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, we were seeing Gamera spraying blood and all that sort of shit, and this guy's like, Legion. It's from the Bible. <laughs> it's just... Fantastic it's, it's fun. Stuff right there. But yeah, the military guys are likable. I just don't think they do a lot. Okay, they do a lot. It's just very plot-based. Not really character-based, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're just soldier guys. Yeah. You know. Uh, Tundra Crash, you guys have any thoughts on those two soldier guys? <laughs> they were pretty funny, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> pretty hilarious. No, I not much. They didn't have, I mean, I guess one thing I like is like the scale with the military here. Mm-hmm. Really make it feel serious, like a genuine. Yeah. And I like how they handle oh, it. Yeah, I, I, I will talk about that though. The way this movie shoots the real life military stuff is really good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, let me see, who was the cinematographer for this? I'm a, Junichi Tozawa really shot this well. Yeah. Indeed. 
Yeah, I was gonna say because I think they they the performance really lead, lead well to like that whole kind of yeah situation. But not much else about them, like specifically as characters. Yeah, Alma, Ton, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, um, I think the way the uh, JSDF or well, SDF is filmed in this movie is really mm-hmm. cool. Probably some of my favorite action human action scenes and. The Heisei era, mm-hmm. but um, as the for the individual characters, they kind of blend it into each other. They don't yeah. really stand out much. Um, they definitely contribute a lot to saving the day. So you know, like make some nice, but it's kind of like with the Godzilla movies, where you know, every movie had like the captain guy. Mm-hmm. Who... Yeah. I see. So, it's kind. Of... Oh, go ahead. No, it just it just doesn't stand out too much. See, it's kind of funny to me. I feel like this movie more than any of the others almost feels like a Heisei Godzilla movie character wise. Not in a bad way, because I'm one of the few people who don't hate the Heisei era at this point. Um uh, but I think they kind of have that vibe where they're more there for the plot than for characters. That oh. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, though there is one funny thing with the GSDF I just thought of. And knowing Kaneko's leaning, I wonder if it's on purpose. I I just thought of now. It's kind of funny how the cops are useless, but the SDF is who saves the people in the train. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, the only other big character is um uh ooh um uh what was his name again? You just said it, Kelly. I'm so bad with names. My Obitsu. Yeah, yes, Obitsu. Um uh. Who is Midori's friend for the Science Center? He's a really likable character, actually. I think he might be maybe my favorite of the new characters. Yeah, I like him a lot. I uh, he's a um, I forget the actor's name, but he's in a lot of stuff now. Let's see, what's his name? Uh, Mitsuru Fukikoshi, I think mm-hmm. is his name. Um, yeah, yeah, he, that you yeah. got. It. Yeah, uh, he's in a lot of stuff like I think Coldfish and other mm-hmm. things, and uh, he's a good actor. And I like the role, and I like my head cannon that makes the military guy more interesting because of it. <laughs> oh, so I have to point out one specific scene real quick. I love the bit of on the phone of him and the power guy who's eating his his, his noodles and wants to be left alone. It's so funny <laughs> because this guy does not believe him at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also like the uh, guy that sits down to help him up with the computer and then like something goes wrong in his ah yeah <laughs> crash you were so confused by the iOS system in that yeah because because like what kind of OS is that like what is that? <laughs> yeah. if it closes that slowly that'd be so annoying <laughs> yeah. I have I- to wonder if it's some weird Japanese OS because they had had the internet way before us actually. From I, I, I wasn't sure if that was like an animation because I know before I think it was in Godzilla 2000 or another one when they had like a really dank like yeah I think that was 2000 oh was it a Mecha I think it was a Mecha Godzilla one or one it might have been also yeah, like, oh, 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 oh wait no I remember which one Mega Mega Gear Assist was the one I'm talking about okay yeah and it was really where where really where, <laughs> where he had the chibi version of the main character dude yeah and it was fucking silly as hell. I was like, that's not, that's not a viable OS. That'd be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> at least this one's not as egregious as that one. Oh, yeah, true. I think the crumbling animation funny at first, but that would get really old real quick. Just get away from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, But yeah, Crash and Ton, do you guys have any thoughts on, on OB2? I'm a glasses guy. Um, oh. Yeah. 
kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just has a lot of really nice moments. I love the phone call scene and how uh, it gives a nice uh, civilian contribution to saving mm-hmm. the day, which is always nice. With mm-hmm. these Crash? Anything or no? no? I think I'll put it best, honestly. <laughs> what? Crash is like, Crash is like, human characters head empty on this one. <laughs> I, I like, I mean, like, like I said, I think they serve the purpose well. I don't think this movie is as focused on them, like you said. It's more, yeah. like, more it's like letting the plot, and that's fine yeah. to me, but I just don't have much to say on them. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. I'm, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just getting your neck on that. <laughs> I'm uh, being attacked. <laughs> something which I do really like in this movie, I'm going to say, and it fits the human stuff, the comedy is really good in this one. Because there's a lot of just really nice comedic bits. Like, even... You want to know what bit is really funny to me? I, I, I don't know if it's on purpose, but, like, when we were watching it, we found it really funny. Is the bit when they're dissecting the Legion and the gas sprays out and the doctor just has this, like, aha, I see <laughs> look on his face. It's yeah. so funny. This is poor... Weezy just popping like a balloon. He's like, yeah, mm, yes, this will help us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I found it really funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I guess I'm almost anyone has anything else I want to talk about in terms of the human side. We can move on to the monsters. Monster time. Yes, yeah. it's monsters, monsters. All right. Well, I want to start off with Gamera, which, like I said, I have Gamera in this movie, this design next to me. In the SH Monster Arts figure, that's very cool. So I have a little bit of a fondness for this for this design. Does I like how they altered altered the design in this one because, like we mentioned last time, Dai was a little bit strict with them on what they could and couldn't do with Gamera's design. And mm-hmm. this time, because of the success of Garden Universe, they're like, "Okay, Kaneko, do where do whatever the hell you want." And I love how when the first thing they did was, "Fuck it," he now has elbow spikes out all the time. That's it. And I think that's a really fun design choice. Because yeah. they make him look a little bit more fearsome than he looked in Garden Universe. Garden Universe, oh, he, looked really, he looked very cute and cuddly, which I love. That's my favorite Gamera design, but that's just me. But I, I do like the added fierceness they give him because it fits the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, yeah, his, his look here, it's consistent, same stuff, but like, you know, they added like, they keep the retractable stuff out for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he looks cool. Like I said, they kept his his um primary design same, just mm-hmm. more detail, looks really nice. I think he looks awesome. The only time I think he looks kind of dank in this movie is when he's flying. Mm-hmm. He looks like an airplane. Which, like, I don't know what's <laughs> up with that with his arms that stick out like that. But besides that, I think he looks, he's awesome. And, you know, he's just... He's a hero in this movie. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think with that crash, I'd have to go back and read like their choice why they made that design choice for him. Is it to like look like a sea turtle or something? Because, like, I think it's to, I think it's based on a sea turtle. And I think it's also to justify how he could fly. Because yeah, they wanted Gamera to look more realistic to a degree. Oh, what's the fucking point? Yeah, with the fucking airplane wing. You'd have to ask Kaneko. <laughs> it's a turtle that flies like a flying saucer. Let's make sure it looks realistic, though. Yeah, I'm perfectly because fine with it, because, really quick. <laughs> because it's definitely a, a reference to the pose in the show movies where he'd only do his legs as the jets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd have his arms for like superhero pose. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just think it's, it's kind of silly. All of a sudden, he has 
fucking like airplane at least. Like there we go. Well, well, they, well, well, they do show a crash retracting back into him though. It's just what it looks like. That's what I'm saying. It's just really okay. Silly that's fair. Connor Co received a lot of concerned letters from children who were questioning the aerodynamic value of a giant. Yeah. <laughs> he is not aerodynamic. Please adjust that. <laughs> It's just like it's just like that one Simpsons clip. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. A wizard did it. But anyways, <laughs> I'm a ton. You were about to say something on Gamera, so go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so Gamera's no longer cute and cuddly. He's um, edgy and badass, as fitting for a '90s hero. But <laughs> 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 um, I really like the changes here. Um, I guess something. I didn't really think about the show movies is that you don't really get like the kind of Godzilla moment where every couple movies the design changes and you get like a new face for Godzilla mm-hmm. to analyze. So it's kind of cool to have that element here. And mm-hmm. I like how it's not a dramatic change, but subtle enough that you can see kind of Gamera being more kind of rugged, which fits kind of his disposition in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more focused on fighting this time. Yeah. And the design reflects that. So I like it. Yeah. Kelly. Hey, um, so one of the things I like about the Heisei uh, Gamera films is the fact that most of the monsters seem like sort of horror inspired monsters. Um, yeah. You got Gauss with the red eyes and chomping people out of uh, the train and uh, Legion is aliens. And, uh, you know, I, yeah. uh, the next film has its own thing. And Gamera in the first film kind of stood out from that by being sort of cute. And now it's sort of like in this one, and then increasingly so, I think in Gamera 3, the design becomes more and more uh, joining with the others as, as kind of a dark sort of... Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of scary sort of monster. Yeah, yeah, Gamera's the hero, but terrifying looking sometimes, yeah. you know? And I like that about it. It also I have, kind of... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It also kind of lends to the idea uh, of the furthering of the idea of where all three of these movies is basically about the the human race, especially the military, kind of uh, not recognizing the threat uh, as it presents itself. And they're always yeah. focused on Gamera. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. he's uh, scary as hell and super powerful. It makes some sense why they'd be most intimidated. Yeah. And it, it does look a lot more intimidating in this one. Yeah. Something which I want to say with Gamera in this. I love his personality here. Because I think more than even Garden of the Universe, you get more of a sense for his personality. Like his, like, Determinator stuff. Like, I love the bit in the Sendai airfield when he's fighting Legion and is just holding her back from the helicopter so they can take off. Because that's when you really see that Gamera is like a defender of humanity specifically, not yeah. just for humanity, but he definitely cares about, about humans and mm-hmm. Legion's taking advantage of that. Which I'll, I'll say that for when I talk about her though. Um, uh, and I, and I really love that scene because like I said, it just oozes personality. I think that's something Gamera gets really well here. Cause like Tun said, he feels very determined here. Like he has, he knows something's going wrong and he knows he has to stop it. Like, just even the bit after when Legion retreats from Sendai, and, like, you just see Gamera walking to the flower knowing he has to stop it, and then when he's too late and it just nukes him in the face, that's mm-hmm. a fantastic scene. Because mm-hmm. you feel so bad for him, too. 
because Gamera gets beat the hell up in this movie as well. I love that. I love that. I mean, you know, Godzilla gets the shit kicked out of him too. But um, God's, uh, Gamera though just seems to lose almost every round until the very end. And I kind of mm-hmm. like the fact that um, instead of just getting beat up and pushed around and rockets bouncing off, Gamera bleeds a lot. And yeah. uh, you, you see that and you feel that. And uh, I like that he sort of has this sort of comeback hero sort of thing. And yeah. the way he does the sort of Akira motorcycle slide as it starts shooting the yes. fireballs. You that know, is such that a stuff. great intro. I love that bit so much. Like it's, I don't even know how they did that because that scene is so cool of him just skidding with his momentum and firing at the same time. That's such yeah. a great scene. Love it. Um... Also, real quick, I'll bring I'll bring up the same for I let Crash and Ton talk about Grand Personality if they want more. Um, the Mana Blast scene is one of my all-time favorite kaiju scenes as a whole. I can't talk about why it hits me so much. Okay, I'll tease a little bit, just for Crash. After you see Gamera 3, you'll get why that scene is so emotional and impactful that Gamera chooses to use that ability. Because it's it has a very big impact on the next movie that he was forced that Legion was so was such a difficult foe from the fight that he had to use his most powerful attack. You're and talking about the tummy it, blast, right? Yep. Tummy <laughs> blast. <laughs> yes, it it does it does look like when the Teletubbies just there. <laughs> tummy TV, doesn't it? But yeah, um, uh, that scene hits me every time now. Now that I know the context of Gamma Three and what that entailed. For him to do that. Mm. Interesting. Crash is now like sinking face emoji. Mm. But yeah, I'm a Crash and Ton. Do you guys have any thoughts on Gamma's personality? This I know you kind of talk about a little bit, Ton. Mm. Um, I guess it's kind of spur of my thoughts. Is I definitely want to agree with uh, you two that there's just some really endearing trait about Gamma. Um, whereas I guess it, I'm good pull out um my comic nerd mm-hmm. side here and make superhero comparisons i apologize mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's like Godzilla's always been kind of like a incredible hulk character mm-hmm. or even when like um godzilla's heroic you know he's the hulk he's going around smashing everything yeah. in his way trying to achieve his goal even when he's well-meaning and we all love hulk for that and we love godzilla for that mm-hmm. but camera's different and that's yeah. something I always really liked about cameras. Cameras kind of the Superman, the Batman, the mm-hmm. hero who's kind of just fighting for the sake of people. Um, you really see Gamera take take the hits, um, mm-hmm. suffer, but he still overcomes and saves the day, which is something that's been really ingrained from the Showa era. Yeah. And but the Heisei era, I think, really accentuates that trait of his. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he almost kind of, like, gets blown up, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. Gamera literally dies oh. in this. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's such a sad moment, but it's just pure Gamera, because that's just mm-hmm. the kind of character he is. Crash, do you have anything you want to say? Or are you good? Yeah, I was going to say, I think, like I said, the big difference here... Like personality wise between like Godzilla and Gamera. It's just like how much like of a hero Gamera is this whole thing. He's designed to protect. So it's mm-hmm. cool seeing how far he goes to keep others safe in this movie, even yeah. if he unwillingly or unwittingly kind of destroys like a lot of the buildings around him. 
But, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, he he cares. And we see it a lot, like you said, the helicopter scene at the end. Fighting mm-hmm. him, even if he dies, he'll come back. Yeah. And for him, and he'll keep fighting for them. And it's yeah. really cool to see that. Like, just a giant monster that's just acts like a hero. Yeah. Not just, like, doing what, like, they do. Not just being a creature, but actually, yeah. like, fighting for them. Something with Gamera in this movie, too, I want to bring up. I feel like this is the start of Gamera feeling almost like a god, in a sense. Like, the bit with Asagi and all, like, the kids and stuff, it feels very religious, that bit, mm. where they're all around him. And they even kind of imply that it's, like, everyone's hopes and desires and prayers that bring Gamera back, too. Gamera died for our sins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll cover that more next movie in more depth, but oh but Tony, if you have thoughts on that aspect, go ahead though. I do have a thought, but I'm gonna ask first is like is it alright to talk about EU material? Just a subtle Oh yeah, yeah, go go ahead. EU stuff's fun. I don't I don't care about that. Yeah, it almost reminds me of like the comic where you see Gamera in the past with the Atlanteans, you see how the Atlanteans kinda cheered him on on the mm-hmm. side while he was finding the Gauss. Yeah. I, I'm 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 pr- pretty sure it wasn't intentional, but it almost feels like a return of the Atlanteans and Gamma relationship with yeah. those scenes. So I guess we'll talk about our our Lady of the Hour Legion, who was so intensive that she required two suit actors in her suit to control one for the front and one for the back. Really? And yeah, and her back suit actor was GMK Godzilla's suit actor. That's a cool bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legion is awesome, I feel like. Oh hey, thanks, Stunned. There's the contraption no di- diagram for how they oh moved Legion. What the hell? Yeah, it was nuts how they had to control Legion because she was so big as a suit. Oh my. Oh, that I, I feel bad for the person in back. I mean, yep, that was that looks... Jim K. Godzilla's, and he's <laughs> taller than the average Japanese man, too. That's why they picked him for Jim K. Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He was squished back there, <laughs> but cool. yeah, that's really such cool. a cool creation. I know, right? I like that Legion feels an insect like, but also very alien. Mm. Like, she doesn't feel just like a big bug. She feels like something from another planet. Well, I mean, yeah, she's got the lasers coming out of her face and stuff. Yeah. That can I do it. Can I just say, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Gamma rips off her horn, and it looks like she falls dead. And then she just gets up. Her eyes are, are, are like, bright <laughs> yeah. red. And then just lasers shoot out of where the horn was and <laughs> impale Gamera. And Gamera's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Notice how that's part of what made Gamera like, okay, I have to wipe her out right now. Yeah, that this was a is great ridiculous. Scene. Because she is so powerful. Because I think what makes Legion work really well is in the last movie, the Gauss weren't easy per se, but Gamera never lost to the Gauss. Fine enough, Gamera lost to the Japanese military <laughs> last movie. <laughs> yeah. But he never lost against the kaiju. In this movie, he loses to Legion quite a bit. And it makes her feel so powerful. 
And she has so many tricks up her sleeve, it's insane. Like, her beam is super powerful. She has the laser horns when she can use her beam. Um, She can call on her swarm. And the and the little legion aren't weak either because they force Gamera to retreat in the after the battle in Hokkaido. She just works really, really well as as a as a big bad kaiju, and I really love it. She's also very intelligent too because she takes advantage of Gamera's like desire to protect humanity, and she knows that she has to like keep them occupied long enough. So she's also like a sinking um uh, villain, which I like. She's not just a giant bug. TLDR, I, I love Legion in this. Yeah, she's a really unique, cool monster. Awesome to see, like, weird bug like creature. Like, there's a really, I don't know how to describe them. Really gross looking ones. Yeah. Many legs, spider esque. It's a really interesting, cool design. And obviously, the idea of having, like, a bunch of smaller, like, locust type creatures mm-hmm. that fall around, like a swarm. Yeah. Very scary. And, and yeah, she's just crazy powerful, cool, just an evil monster. You know, not like a very, I mean, I guess not all the evil kaiju are like complex, mm-hmm. but just like what they do is what defines them. So she's really cool. Mm-hmm. Big adversary and a really unique design too, especially for Gamera stuff. Yeah. I've never had like a soulless monster like this one. <laughs> like yeah. Compared to Showa era monsters, they all have big eyes kind of. Yeah. This one has weird beady eyes, which makes it look very scary. Yeah. It's a cool design. Tonner Kelly, who wants to go next on Legion? Uh, I can go. Oh, <laughs> uh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Legion are, are probably one of my favorite um, kaiju just out of this trilogy. Um, There's not that many, though, to pick from. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm not messing with you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, sorry, I love all the kaiju. But maybe just one of my favorite Heisei kaiju. Mm-hmm. I love art direction. Just such a unique looking creature. Like, mm-hmm. insectoid kaiju aren't new, but rather than base it off any one bug, mm-hmm. Legion feels more inspired by just the general idea of an insect with almost this weird kind of mm-hmm. very UFO aesthetic. Yeah. The kind of circular head the mm-hmm. horn, horns the angler and it's just really really cool all uh, monster i love this design like so complex like we mentioned with the two people in it and they really took advantage of it like even though it was obviously mm-hmm. a really complex suit and hard to use they don't shy away from showing legion movement and doing yeah. all these complex you know fight scenes and the intelligence like you said is really cool like one moment I love is like when the camera's flying and you see Legion just hop out of the ground and smack them down. Like yes, you're not going anywhere. And um, uh, just a lot to love. It's mm-hmm. Very kind of um, Kelly mentioned anime and yeah, Legion's a very anime feeling monster. Like if you watch any animes, you know how they kind of have a distinctive style for big mm-hmm. monsters, especially insect ones. And Legion 100% has a stick, so great design. I love it a lot. Oh, and there was another point when we were talking about you brought up what was interesting. I kind of agree. Legion's an interesting take on the Showa alien monsters, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did mention that. Yeah, because in the um, Showa era, we had plenty of aliens, which isn't, I mean, almost 
every movie had alien in it. But rather than yeah. having, you know, aliens pretend to be human or mm-hmm. even be humanoid aliens who are just kind of walking around, this they are alien um, trademark just completely down to mm-hmm. their inhumanity. They even outright say like, "Yo, these things can't coexist with us. We yeah. have to destroy them before they destroy us." And they're also and they're also silicon based life forms, which I think is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to see kind of scientific concepts like that um, Mm -hmm. in our kaiju works. Where these films aren't hard sci fi in the least, but it's fun to see scientific concepts. Mm -hmm. Kelly, I love Legion. Um, (laughs) So. This might be my least favorite film of the trilogy, but it's my favorite uh, big bad monster uh, from the bunch. Um, it's oh, cool. sort of a monster that I wish uh, we saw more of. And so I I kind of uh, lifted and copied what I wanted from Legion for one of my books. You know, listen, we do that sort of thing. Yeah, and, very fair. <laughs> um, but I, I just, there's something kind of cosmic horror about this alien flower bug thing that you know just wants to uh you know plant a seed blow up blow shit up and then go to the next planet and it's just there's something just sort of strange about it and i feel like even at the end i don't totally get the the flower and uh bug relationship and how it Uh totally Um, uh, do you want me do you you want me to explain sure uh yeah sure, sure, sure because because that took me a little bit too Th- yeah. This time, the time finally clicked for me. So remember the bit where we're talking about the ants and like mm. how the ants plant the mushrooms, mm. and then and then like and then they keep moving on to plant more mushrooms. Okay. Basically, it's like that, but more symbiotic, where the legion make new hives by hitching a ride on the flower, but the but because they, the and because every single time the flower launches, it's from it launching its seed, the legion hive keeps taking the seed with it. Okay. All right. But but I kind of like how it there's something uh s- strange about yeah. that whole concept where It's and, very weird. And um and the 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 way the monster is brought to life uh kind of calls to mind Biolante uh with the the amount of wires and uh people yeah. that had to be working on it and um like you say the swarm I love the monster. It's a great monster. Yeah. I also find it interesting how much Legion has in common. Can I mention this with Destroya in a sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the laser was remind me of Destroya's laser katana too, and then you've just got like them both sharing like I'm um, a not invertebrate characteristics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm torn on which I like more. I know it's kind of a hot take, but I really which one Destroyer. came first? I'm um, a Destroya by year. Okay, all right. Because Destroya yeah. was the year before this. I don't think she was a direct inspiration. I could be wrong. I'm curious on that, but someone would have to. I think the point that was made previously that they they both probably took inspiration from aliens. uh, Yeah, probably the most uh, apt. Yeah, Uh, because they're both basically the the alien queen, but further like accentuated. Yeah, like the. the scene in the subway with the cops or the soldiers going down there, and the scene with the uh, people with flamethrowers going after the the little destroyer, very similar. Yeah, and it's also right out of Aliens, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. But yeah, I'd be curious to hear what what Kaneko Nukuchi has to say about that. But that's 
anyways, um, uh, let me not get off topic too much. <laughs> um, something else, real quick on Legion because we didn't really discuss it too much. I really like the Soldier Legion too. They're very cool and very creepy to me. I think they're creepier than Big Legion actually. Like that one eye that does not fit them because it's so like. <laughs> humanoid and organic it's creepy it reminds me of like the really disgusting Yu-Gi-Oh monsters <laughs> yeah sometimes. they're pretty, pretty gross they're really creepy you gotta shoot it's the like eye a... from master it's like a resident evil monster you gotta shoot yeah, the exactly. yeah 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 <laughs> it, it's like a sort of a 50 60 monster you know mm. i don't know they always had big eyes and you know yeah. crawling eye crawling hand and uh mm-hmm. yeah it's fun and I, I like the at the end shooting them and there's steam popping out of them yes. and everything. It's like deflating a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the soldiers too. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of have. Um, I actually like them a little more than the little destroyers. Um, yes, yeah, I think they it. do more. Yeah, they do a little more, and they feel a little more visceral since you do have that gore moment with them. Yeah, and... that's the one thing with the story, which is funny enough. That scene doesn't have any gore in it. Mm-hmm. I guess because. I think a lot like implied, but you never. Really yeah, I say that's because I feel like Toho kind of stuck with Subaraya's no blood rule. I yeah. feel like, I feel like kind of became ingrained in Godzilla. Ogam already had that history of gore, and I think what I think Kaneko just leaned into it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It also, but... kind. Of... Oh, go ahead. Oh, so, yeah. It also kind of reminded me of the movie Them a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. With the giant ants, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder so, if that was on purpose. I can see it. It's a classic. It is. Um, also, something real quick I wanted to bring up with the Legion. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I like that they actually do damage to Gamera. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes with the little tiny monsters, like like with Godzilla, like the little tiny, tiny destroyer are more of like an annoyance to Godzilla in that movie. Mm-hmm. But here, Gamera has to retreat, and when they bite Gamera and he just flies away, I love the bit with the green blood just spraying everywhere. It's so <laughs> disgusting. I love that. It's so fun. And then Crash went Goosebumps when he watched it. And I, I, <laughs> I died laughing, because it looks exactly like the Goosebumps intro scene. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like the Little Legion too. I also like how there's such a big threat, they have to take them out separately too. It's yeah. not just that they only take they have to take care of them and Big Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they pose a threat. They don't just just well because with the story they like combine into one. Yeah, they're, like they're still around, so it poses a different kind of threat. Yeah, which is really cool because like on a ground level, destroyer can't really aim for a specific person or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So with uh, Legion, she has the little army for fucking yeah. up random people. <laughs> also, just to make a quick joke, real quick. Um, a legion keeps her children in her boob pockets. Because that's literally where they are. It's so funny. I like mm. the part uh, where um, they summon the, you know, they lure the, uh, the, the, the swarm away. And the part where she, like, watches them go, like, where the fuck are you Yeah, doing? she was so confused <laughs> in that bit. So funny. See, the funny thing is, I feel like if, she, if they didn't do that, I feel like Legion would have won this movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because the swarm are so are so insane. But anyways, um, yeah. Does anyone else have anything they want to discuss monster wise, or should we move on? Mm. Um, probably. Oh, okay. go ahead, Chris. And there's not many other stuff to talk about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The monsters. 
But yeah, Legion's a really cool, unique one to have to Gamera's arsenal. Rogue's Gallery. Good monsters. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Something I want to touch on real quick. This isn't monster-wise, but just because I don't know where else to put it. I really like how this film does its science, if that makes sense. That might sound weird, but something about the way that they do science is very engaging. It feels almost like a thought experiment. Like, I feel like they kind of almost approach this as like a, okay, if there was an alien invasion, what would it realistically look like? As realistic as that could get. And like, just like, they to tackle it in a way that I find very interesting compared to how other kaiju movies do alien invasions. Yeah. It's, there's it's something kind of... Oh, who wants to go first? There's egos. I was going to say that they definitely have a, a lot of gravity to it, like a lot of stuff mm. centered on it, which makes it feel a lot more engaging and real. Yeah. Kelly? It's, speaking as far as the alien invasion stuff, sometimes I kind of got, uh, which which is not to say it's a great movie necessarily, mm -hmm. but uh, Independence Day sort of vibes of mm -hmm. just sort of uh, trying to understand the science of it all. And uh, uh, I, I love the... Um, uh, Hollywood science computer uh, yeah. model showing the, the you know the seed the explosion it keeps going it keeps going and oh it shuts down the computers <laughs> or whatever yeah uh, you know it's it's fun uh, and it's a little bit more realistic than the typical kaiju alien stuff yeah yeah how about ton do you have anything you want to say about that or no yeah uh, I really like it um so it's kind of an aspect of a uh... Japanese sci-fi works. It's just how they kind of take the concepts like alien invasion that, um, well, I'll say this without sounding weedy. It's like in modern <laughs> or modern works, like alien invasions kind of get portrayed more goofy, yeah, or they are. But in here, it's kind of taking itself very seriously. And I don't want to say like that. It's not all because. Independence Day does take it so seriously, but it's just um, yeah. I, I like how it just explores all these things in kind of a semi-grounded way. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was gonna say something else, but but yeah, I'm a yeah. I guess if anyone else anything, does anyone else have anything to say on the science, or are we good? I think we're good, right? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say something I forgot, but anyways, I'm a, so for the themes of this movie. Something I've been doing the past... I did this last time. I think that was fun. So I'm going to do it again. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to say what I think the themes of the movie are right away. What do you all think the themes of the movie are? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Are, flowers are... Oh, oh, um, uh, do, do you want me oh, to say Oh, themes, themes. Yeah, themes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a problem. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Um, um, um... <laughs> um, putting putting turn off your cell phones. <laughs> putting everyone on, on on the spot real quick, like uh, um, pop quiz. I, th I think sort of uh, this kind of the, the the continuing thing from the last one, and also into the next one about uh, sort of recognizing who your enemies are and trying to yeah. share the, the world with uh, things that yeah they could kill you, but or these. You know, this opposing force uh, is more powerful than you, but hey, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they're necessarily the bad guy. And yeah, uh, you know, something like that. Crash, because because you really see something. I was what was say it? Flowers are bad. <laughs> Burn every flower you see. It could have an invasion hiding in it. I mean, that's a 
Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the happening? Kind of. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, um, I can't think of one of the top of my head from watching it. Ton, do you got anything? Um, alien life bad, destroy all assets. No, but, uh, <laughs> I do actually. I had a serious thought come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of the key thing with the theme of this movie kind of comes in around the end, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like it ties back to the whole environmentalism and caring for everything, yeah. or it's like the Legion. Oh, oh, wait, Ton, can, can I stop you real quick? Yep. Okay. Crash, do you mind a very minor spoiler for Gamma 3? Mm. It's very minor. It's like literally something they say in, in the line of dialogue. Okay. I was going to say the environmentalism scene too, because if you remember, Ton, in Gamma 3, and, and Kelly might, might remember this too, they mentioned that the reason why the Legion were attracted to the Earth was the pollution and stuff. Oh, yeah, they do mention that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like this one's continuing the environmentalism theme and the idea that humans have to take better care of the Earth. And I think that's what Gamma represents too, to a degree. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead, Ton. Oh, true. That was the moral at the end. Yeah. Where she's yeah. like, I, if we don't want Gamma to think we're the bad guy. Right. It's about taking care of the Earth. Most definitely the environmentalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go exactly. ahead, Ton. Yeah, exactly. You guys can say it. But um, <laughs> uh, it's like... um. The Legion kind of represent this foreign, um, invasive force that is transforming the environment to suit their needs, and they don't care what gets in their way mm-hmm. because they just fundamentally can't understand it or care about it. Mm-hmm. Which is like, in a way, thematically, is kind of how sometimes we view the environment around us. We come yeah. in to nature, we build cities. We kind of destroy forest and whatnot mm-hmm. to exploit resources and stuff. Uh, complex topic, I know, <laughs> but I'm simplifying <laughs> it. But like, uh, I think like the kind of the warning is like, you know, it talks about how you know Gamma fought so hard to stop the Legion, mm-hmm. and then it's like, you know, what if we became the next Legion? So yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> So, Legion represents uh, Legion represents global warming, and Gamera is recycling. That's the theme of the movie. <laughs> exactly, Gamera is Captain Planet. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're closer than that's a joke, but you're very yeah. I think that's probably the intention. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So talking to Asagi when our powers combine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So reduce and recycle, kids, or a giant turtle will melt you with plasma. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it happened to crash. It was very sad. That's why that's why his avatar is a skull right now. He's dead. <laughs> true story. <laughs> but yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, Ton. I feel like the environmental seem is still here. It's a lot more vague. Because I feel like something interesting with Avan Legion. I feel like it's more about its concept than anything else, too. That's really hitting me. It's very much about okay, what would happen if there was an alien invasion? I feel like that's the big crux. It kind of reminds me of Shin Godzilla to a degree like that. Yeah, where, yeah, where it's cool. very big into its concept. And everything else is more secondary, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get you. But it still works for me, though. 
Yeah. Ooh. Oh man, I had a topic I wanted to talk about, and I literally forgot. I'm so mad right now. Ugh. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll I'll just punt it to the other one I, I had in mind. Um, remember it crashed last time? How I mentioned that there's similarities between Godzilla 2014 and um between Godzilla 2014 and Gamera Universe. Yeah. This continues with with, with King of the Monsters and Gamera Two. Hmm. Where we have an alien main main baddie who's bigger than our main main heroic monster, who's okay. also terraforming the world, and yeah. who's stopped by our main monster going using a super powerful attack. Interesting. So does that mean uh Gamer 3 is going to suck ass. Gonna be <laughs> oh my god, Crash. Wow, that was brutal. Actually, even has the same ending, though, where, where, you know, they said about Godzilla, glad he's on our side for now. Yeah, exactly. Same ending. It's, yeah. a, it's just one of those funny coincidences that keep popping up. Oh, I say not... coincidence, I wonder. <laughs> but, oh, go ahead, Don. I just wish Ghidorah had like an army of mini Ghidorahs. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. The little what? What are they called? Little fuckers from versus King Ghidorah. The Dorads. The Dorads. Just red Dorads as like mini like ravenous Ghidorahs that eat. Dorads. I'm calling them little fuckers from now on. Now. <laughs> Crash hates them. It's so funny. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate them too. Yeah. <laughs> Who likes the Dorads? I don't think anyone likes the Dorads. They just—I feel like you could tweak the design to not be just so gross. We were I just trying know. to sell toys. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I well, if they were, they made the ugliest things imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> They—they're cold stress relievers in King Ghidorah, but they—but they'd fucking terrify me. They have like human faces on top of like like mini dragon bodies. They—they they look like something out of like Dante's Inferno. <laughs> but anyway, oh my god. Let me not talk the door to any 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 longer. <laughs> They're the biggest conversation eater. Um but yeah, I think that's, that's a funny coincidence. Just something which I picked up. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I had another topic I wanted to bring up. And it's annoying me so much that I forgot what it was. Um, what what was it? I'm trying to remember. Was it kind of Oh, well, whatever. If it comes to me, it comes to me. If not, too bad. Um, I do want to also shout out, Koatani's score is once again fantastic in this. Since we watched the movie on Friday, um, uh, the music track, which plays when Gamera uses his mana beam, which is called... One second. I I have it in my... um, uh, The final blow has stuck in my head as an earworm since since we watched the movie again on Friday. (laughs) It's so good. His Koatani's score for these films... Is fantastic, like just some of the best stuff imaginable. I feel definitely. Crash, you're a big music guy, so are you liking them as much as I am? I I definitely have some really strong motifs that I've been hearing throughout. Mm-hmm. I gotta listen to it more on its own, but like from what I've heard, it's really really strong. Did. <laughs> Is it bad that I keep comparing it to Shoah? That's just my only frame of reference. There. No, it's fine. <laughs> did did Shoah have like a lot of composing music? I don't really recall much besides it, just they kind of flow together to me in yeah. Shoah. I don't remember Gamera ever having a singular motif or uh, besides the Gamera song. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Besides that, that's pretty recognizable. 
but that's only like at the beginning and end. Usually. Yeah. And that one time he played the marimba, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, here with the Heisei stuff, it's it's really strong. It's always like mm-hmm. really hits very emotionally during the scenes. Like there's a lot of swelling to it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I gotta listen to it more on its own so I can like appreciate it more. But it's definitely a bigger impact than what I expected. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. Anyone? Anyone else have anything they want to say about the music? Uh, the end credit song that goes la 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 la. Oh yeah, um, that. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> it, it's so it's so weird, but as I listen to it more and more, I like it more and more. I used to not like it, but I, I I'm growing fond of it. <laughs> I remember you said that at the end. You're like, this is my least favorite of the three credit themes. Yeah, it's not. It is my least favorite of the three, but it's not bad. <laughs> it is. It's definitely not fitting for the like tone of the movie. No, it's not. <laughs> The only thing that reminds me of all oh, ton, Kelly. I, I don't. I don't know if you've seen this show. Crash definitely has not seen this show, and will never watch it <laughs> for purpose for spite for pokes. Um, uh, do you remember Spice and Wolf's first ending scene for the first season? A little bit. Remember like the it. remember the apple tree song, ton. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, you, you remember this? A little bit. It's been. A, it's been a minute. Okay. It, it kind of runs it that where it just it doesn't fit the tone going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, where it's, where it's not bad. It just feels very tonally off compared to like like movie one, Garden Universe's song. It's very exciting, but it has a bit of that bitter sweetness to it. If that makes yeah. sense. I actually really like that trouble having like ironic music and scenes. It gives a nice emotional contrast, kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I also do think it's funny how after she's like, we better hope camera doesn't turn on us, it goes to the goofy song. I think what <laughs> choice. Yeah. Maybe the lyrics fit more. I'll, I'll I'll give it that. I haven't read its lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I I am I am blanking on what topic I was going to bring up. <laughs> so I'm going to have to abandon it. Um, does anyone else have anything else they want they want to talk about? Um, for Avenal Legion, I can't think of anything else. It's it's a pretty, it's a good sequel. I would say it follows off well. I guess yeah, in terms of like how it the structure and everything, it's kind of similar to the first one. Yeah, Not too much different. But I definitely think I appreciate a lot of like the stuff they did here with the monsters, mm-hmm. like with Legion especially. Anyone else have anything they want to mention, or are we good to wrap up? I love it, and um, it's a good film, and it's also my least favorite of the trilogy, but so what? It's still good. (laughs) (laughs) Ton, do you get anything, or are you good? I think I'm good. All right, so before we do our closing thoughts real quick, um, Crash, let me show you what we're in for this week for Gamma. The last movie of the Hazy trilogy. (laughs) Whoa. Gamera's tweaking, oh my god. <laughs> Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris, is its title. Who's Iris? How can You'll find out. Him? You'll find out. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, uh, though I do want to mention the Japanese title is Gamera 3, Incomplete Struggle. That's a Japanese title? Yeah. It's a bad title. <laughs> <laughs> All these I bring up is it, it kind of has interesting implications on the plot. I'll, so I'll let you sure. ruminate on and see if you can figure out what its title might be talking about. But. 
But, uh, yeah, that's a good one, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I'm so excited for it. I finally, I wanted to restrain myself <laughs> on the spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I guess we can close out. Um, Crash, what are your closing thoughts on Advent of Legion? Um, yeah, definitely a good follow-up, a uh, strong sequel. It's cool to see another original monster in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Really unique from what we've seen before. Um, I think it further cements Gamera's, I guess, new per- new personality, new character. Yeah. I just like his depiction. And it's really, I really like it a lot. Um, I guess it's a little derivative of the first one, but I think it does really well in its own, like, mm-hmm. regardless. So it's a really good sequel. Yeah, would recommend. Kelly? The Gamera Heisei trilogy is some of Kaiju Cinema's best, I think. And um, while Gamera 2 might be the weakest chapter in that trilogy, it is by no means a weak film. And uh, Mm -hmm. I love these films. And uh, if you like the giant monster stuff, check them out. Todd? Yeah, um, like I said, I've really uh, turned around this movie. Um, Like, I, I never disliked it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it wasn't as strong as the first one or the third one, but it's it's a good solid kaiju movie. Um, in the grand scale of the whole rest of the kind of kaiju stuff that we watch, stuff it it really stands out as a unique take on the alien invasion concept. And it's just a really solid movie. I highly recommend. Yeah, this is another game movie I can highly recommend. Obviously, I think you should watch the entire trilogy, but I think this one's also weird take. I think this one's one of the easiest ones to just watch on its own too. If that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. I think Garden Universe has the same. Just you can just pop it on and have fun with it. It's not a heavy movie, and I think I kind of enjoy that. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, go watch it. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ohelkel, and um, you can find my books on a lot of online bookstores. Just look for Kelly Warner. Awesome. Once again, thank you so much, Kay, for coming on. It was a lot of fun having you, oh, like it was, it was last time. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next time, we'll be discussing Gamera 3, Revenge of Iris, as we resolve the Heisei, the Heisei trilogy. We're That's almost great. done. We only have three more episodes of the show in general, which is nuts. Mm. Anyways, thank you for listening and have a good night.